You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball season, it comes and goes, but Crawford Bach just flows and flows. It's the Bach to drink any time of year. You don't need a reason because it's a dang good beer. You can rock the Bach at a music festival or rodeo, Shakespeare in the Park, or Lowrider Car Show. It's the Bach for bonfires and happy hour, South Padre, even your next baby shower. So share a Crawford Bach anytime with your favorite gals and bros. And when baseball season comes back, let's go Strohs! This episode of AstroCast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing. Carbach Brewing, crafted for serious fun. Tonight, the Houston Astros open up a four-game series in Anaheim against the Los Angeles Angels. This is the start of a lengthy road trip for the Astros, an 11-game road trip that will include two doubleheaders. Astros coming off a 6-2 and homestand that ended with an 8-4 win over the Rangers yesterday. Michael Brantley, three hits, two doubles, three RBIs. Zach Greinke struck out nine and allowed three runs over six innings as the Astros have won four of their last five, taking on an Angels team that ended a three-game losing streak with a 2-0 win over the Padres yesterday in Anaheim. Astros 21-15, second in the AL West, two games behind Oakland. Angels last in the West, 11 games behind the A's with a record of 13-25. Let's take a look at today's pitching matchup presented by Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist, proud to be the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. It'll be Lance McCullers Jr. on the mound for the Astros today, coming off a, a really strong outing his last time out against the Oakland A's. Yeah, he pitched great, and it looked like his curveball was starting to round out back into to form from what we've seen in years past. Uh, he's been a ground ball machine, getting a lot of ground ball double plays, so... Uh, you know, when he gets a little traffic, you don't have to really worry that much as a coaching staff because uh, he can get that ground ball, get that double play with Correa and, and who's ever at second base to, to turn it for him. So uh, McCullers, a rare combination of somebody who gets ground balls and, and the strikeouts. He's, he's kind of one of a kind in that, that realm. Meanwhile, it's uh, Dylan Bundy on the mound for the Angels, and this is an Angels team that has struggled. But Dylan Bundy has been one of the bright spots coming over from Baltimore this year. Yeah, he's lived up to, to, to the billing anyway. And, you know, he was expected to be a, a fireballer when, when he was signed in 2011. And uh, he was a really highly touted prospect, fourth overall pick in that draft. And uh, he's kind of transformed himself now. He, he moves over to the corners. Uh, he's more of a control specialist now. And he really induces a lot of soft contact. So he's become a, a pitcher in his old age. He's only 27 years yeah. old. Keys to the game presented by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Honda, the official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros activated Chris Davinsky from the injured list today. Joe Biagini getting option. They also have on their taxi squad Brad Peacock and Alex Bregman and Jose Urquidy. Urquidy slated to start uh, game two of the doubleheader tomorrow. So Good to see some guys starting to filter back in for this Astros ball club. Yeah, it's going to be huge. You know, we talked about what what these young players have been able to do for the Astros. I think of Blake Taylor and Andre Scrubs, Paredes, the guys in the, the bullpen have been able to hold things together. And we've got a really good record since Bregman's left the lineup. You yeah. know, it, it just uh, goes to show you how deep the, the, the organization really is and, and how good they develop players. Uh, Urquidy back tomorrow is going to be huge. You might be able to slot somebody else back in the bullpen and help the depth. And Davinsky, talking about uh, the bullpen usage the way it is this year when you have to pitch to uh, at least three batters, he comes in real big because he handles lefties well too. 
Coming up next, we'll hear from Astros manager Dusty Baker, and a little later we'll hear from current Angels radio broadcaster and former big league pitcher Mark Langston. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. And welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with uh, actually a good former player. This is Mark Langston, uh, a great all-star pitcher for many years, and he's the radio analyst. Uh, for the Angels. And Mark, thanks a lot for joining me. And who better to ask you than what's going on with the Angels, man? I thought they were going to be a lot better. Yeah, I, it, we have tried to put our finger on this all season long. I'm, and you felt everything was right for this team to do well. Even a shortened season helps this team because they were short and in rotation. So mm-hmm. a sh- when a shortened season, you don't really pound your rotation as hard when you have a 162-game season. So we figured that that might be a bonus and help this ball club. They've had issues in every facet of their game. Rotation has been one of them. Shohei Otani, they were counting on him to kind of be the ace. Obviously, he wouldn't have been ready at the beginning of the season, but the way the season started, uh, he was ready to roll, and they were counting on him to be that ace at the front side of the staff. He goes down after his second start, so he's eliminated. Uh, and they just have had a lot of inconsistencies in their rotation and uh, their bullpen, their offense, every facet. They've never clicked all season long to where they've got the good starting pitching, the hitting's in line, the defense is in line. There's always been something off with this ball club, it seems like, the entire season. I want to get back to the pitching, but first I want to touch on the offense because I, th- I thought the offense would score some runs. But, you know, even with Trout and Rendon and, and Angleton Simmons and Fletcher, there's a lot of good names, a lot of good hitters in that lineup. Why don't they score more? Uh, you're right. I, we see the same thing. I write those same names down every day and just right. go, wow, where is the offense? And this team, realistically, you have to look at, was built to beat people up offensively. It's, it was a offensive-heavy ball club, defensive heavy. They were supposed to play really solid defense. Yeah. And, and score a ton of runs, and that's how they were going to win ball games. And, and we've seen them shut down. A lot of it is, and as you well know, as a former player and what you do now, is when you get behind by a lot of runs quickly and you're on the chase the entire time, it becomes difficult from the offensive standpoint. And we our pitching has really kind of put our offense to play chase and catch up the, in a lot of games, and that becomes difficult for an offense to where if you set the tone from on the mound, it allows them to take a deep breath and kind of fall into their game. Uh, I, you know, they, they've, they haven't got production out of Justin Upton at all this year. He's another guy that's a, a very talented player that has had a, a really tough start to this season this year. Um, Albert is, you know, he is where he is in his career. You know, he's not the same Albert Pujols right. uh, that won the three MVPs. Um, so, and they, they've got a youngster now, Joe Adele, who's had his struggles big time at the major league level. He's finding that out at 21 years old. You, you do see that. Um, uh, I don't know. The top of the order is, is a really good with David Fletcher, 
Um, Andrelton Simmons missed a, missed a little chunk of time with this ball club too, and he's a leader and a big factor of a lot of things that go on with this ball club. Uh, so he's back in the lineup, but now David Fletcher's out. So it's like we, yeah. you, we've seen that with this team. They should score more often. They should be an exciting offense. Shohei Otani's been hit and miss this year offensively. Uh, so it's, again, they just haven't clicked. In your opinion, talking with Mark Langston at uh, Angels Radio, what would you do with Shohei Otani going forward? Would you use him as a reliever? No, I don't know how that actually would work ever. Because if you're going to use him as a two-way player, uh, I, where does he? How does he warm up? How does he get ready to come in? If he's in the lineup and his at bats coming around, you need him. Okay. There, there's a lot of moving pieces, and it's not like the bullpens. He could, not like Oakland, where you could run right down the uh, from the dugout and start throwing in the bullpen. These bullpens are never close to the dugouts. I think it would be really difficult to do that. Maybe you could do it in you know the, you can't get ready in a tunnel or where a lot of these cages are right behind the field. I don't see that. I, I still want to see Shohei one more time for sure yeah. next year to give him a proper spring training uh, and to go through things like he hasn't been able to do that. This year he got no minor league rehabs. He's coming off of Tommy John's surgery and was just kind of thrown into the fire. And uh, anybody coming off of Tommy John's always going to have that down period where they're still trying to figure things out health-wise. They may be good but they're still trying to dial the, and fine-tune the mechanical side of it. So for Shohei, I still want to see that go through spring training next year, get everything in order, and then then we'll see. And Because uh, he still has that dynamic arm, and oh, yeah. just, you just hate to give up on, on that scenario. And so I know the Angels are definitely going to look into have, giving him one more opportunity. All right, final thing, Langer. Uh, Dylan Bundy, he's lived up uh, to his end of the bargain. He's pitching tonight for the Angels, uh, ERA under two and a half. What have you seen? You, you know, a lot of times a change of scenery for a person can be a big difference. It's not overpowering stuff. Andrelton Simmons said this in the first game that he saw Dylan Bundy pitch against the Oakland A's. He goes, this is kind of like pitching, playing behind Greg Maddox. And we all kind of, our eyes, you know, went, Wow. But now you get you get what he says. He doesn't miss over the middle of the plate, or at least he hasn't this year. Huh. He's executed the corners. He starts a lot of times guys off off speed, and then he pitches backwards. You can never really sit on something one way or the other. So it's a a. It's been fun to watch. It's been really fun to watch a guy who knows his craft, knows what he's capable of, doesn't try to extend outside of that stays within it, and works ahead. And as we, we well know, when you work ahead, usually good things happen. All right, Mark Langston, Angels Radio. Thanks for catching up, man. Great to hear from you. Always great hearing from you, Sparky. All right, back with more Astralon right after this. This episode of Astrocast is brought to you by Carbock Brewing. Carbock Brewing, crafted for serious fun. All right, questions for Chris Davinsky. Hey, Chris, just uh, what's it? Uh, what's your rehab been to get back, and how excited are you to uh, you know get back on the mound after appearing only two games? No, I'm excited. I can't wait. You know, something I've been looking forward to. Uh, you know, a lot of work, a lot of uh, building my arm strength back up, and uh, you know, taking it day by day. You know, building uh, building the foundation right to to get my arm strength back up, and you know, something that I've been dealing with for a while, but. Uh, you know, I feel back and, you know, 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a hundred percent every time I go out there and, uh, do, do whatever I got to do to help this team win. But, you know, I'm excited and, uh, you know, it's fun watching the guys, uh, go out there and compete every day. And, uh, you know, now that's my job to go out there and compete and help this team win. Chris, what's the attitude been like in the alternate and the alternate training site? What's it been like working with those guys, Jose Urquidy's down there and, and, uh, Brad, those guys, what's it been like to watch your team from afar? I mean, it's kind of hard, you know, cause you, I, you know, I wanted to be there and, uh, you know, uh, competing with them and, and going to battle with them. And, you know, you're down there just, you know, trying to get myself right. And, you know, make sure I'm, I'm physically right to help the team out. And, uh, you know, the most important thing was just, you know, get my arm right. And, uh, you know, calming down some of that inflammation I had and, uh, you know, going about my business every day, showing up, you know, early and on time to, uh, you know, put myself in a position where I'm able to help this team win. This has been a tough time yeah. for arms with a lot of injuries. Can you generalize on what's made it so difficult on so well, many? I, you know, I think the the short startup time. You know, there there really wasn't a you know, going from spring training for you know the amount of time you have during a normal spring training, and um, you know, having all that time off, and then restarting like in a hurry to to get ready to you know pitch at a major league level is is, is hard. So. But, um, you know, I hope everyone out there is, you know, taking care of their arms. And um, I know, you know, we have a lot of injuries and, you know, guys are working to, to, to get them right. But, uh, you know, it's hard. That, that short time is hard. And, you know, uh, for me, it just armed didn't bounce back the way I wanted to. And, you know, uh, now, you know, going through the process I went through, um, you know, I feel good. So you're saying the soreness was something you were dealing with before – going into the season like where you I mean, trying to work I mean everybody something? knows you know I haven't been myself for you know for a while now you know my performance wise is has dropped off from where I was at and you know I'm not making excuses and saying this was the reason why but you know um you know there's always a time where you know you can't always battle through everything so you know you got to get it right and 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 do what's right for you and um you know I'd rather be right and help this team win than than trying to go out there and battle through something and you know, have my performance lack. So it's good to be back with the guys and, and see everyone here. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a good stretch run. Here's right-handed pitcher Jose Urquidy. Why did they put you on the injured list, or what was the health issue that postponed your season? Uh, so, yeah, I was. Um, I was at home when the, when the team called for the hearing in the team in Houston. And when I arrived here in Houston, I tested positive in, in COVID-19. And it takes a long time for bringing negative in the test. And I was in quarantine like for 35 days, 40 days in Houston, just in the apartment. Did you have symptoms, Jose? Uh, no. No, just, uh, just one day I feel like a lot of temperature and a lot of painful in my, in my eyes and, and that's it. But I did like five tests in a row and and I test positive every every all tests. How frustrating has this been to to be out? Um, some of this is going to be a big year for you, but to be out and having to be in quarantine and then rehab while the season's now uh, more than half over. Yeah, obviously it's really frustrating for me. Um, I wanted to be there with my teammates from the beginning of the season. Uh, it was just unfortunate that I wasn't able to because of the situation with COVID. So obviously, yeah, it's. It is what it is, but it's, it's, it was obviously frustrating for me. 
How difficult was the rehab in terms of what needed to be built up? Was it just getting back into, into regular shape or were there any physical uh, impact from, from, from COVID that delayed your uh, return? Yeah, um, I actually I lost a lot of strength um, because of the COVID situation. So I was kind of starting from zero. Um, I had to do a lot of stuff just to rebuild my strength in my arm and be able to, to throw like I want to be able to in my pitches and everything. So it wasn't exactly a normal rehab for me. Um, I definitely had to, to build up my strength first. And that's why I was a little bit longer because I had to start from zero. Jose, while you were quarantining for that 35 days or so, I mean, were you you couldn't work out anywhere. You couldn't do anything. Is that what you're saying? Is that why you lost the strength is because you had to basically sit in your apartment for 35 days? Um, I was, I was doing nothing in my apartment. Just doing like normally like push outs and squats inside. The team sent me a, a couple of stuff from the weight room, but I was just inside my apartment and, and just waiting for, for the freaking negative. How hard was was that? I'm assuming you didn't have family or friends here either. I mean, were you very much alone? Yeah, I was totally alone. Um, I spent almost 35, 40 days all by myself. The only kind of communication I had was on my telephone. And they, uh, they brought all my meals delivered to me at the apartment. So I spent uh, that whole time in the apartment by myself. Jose, how long do you think you can pitch tomorrow? Quanto? Uh, I think um, 60 pitches, 70. Is the match. Anything else for Jose? Yeah, um, I didn't talk with any kind of media outlet at all while I was in quarantine, and I, I never announced what I had or that I had COVID, and I was in quarantine up to that point. So I really appreciate all the messages that everybody sent. Um, and yeah, this is the first time that I'm coming out and announcing that I had COVID, but I feel uh, ready to go uh, for tomorrow. And thanks to everybody for the support while I was in quarantine and, and worrying about me. Astrocast is brought to you by Carbach Brewing, the official podcast of the Houston Astros. Carbock Brewing, crafted for serious fun. See you later! Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.